attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another week. The same thing I say every single time. Another like, week. I'm on another week. Another journey into imagination with Adam and Dana talking about all things. We got some news to talk about this week. We do. And I'm very proud of myself. I prepared a vault, which has been way too long. I haven't done one of these in a while. Going into the vault. Yes. I haven't done vault voice in a while. I know you haven't. Into the vault, 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 vault. Uh, Oh, get a reverb action going on there. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Uh All right. Come on. Unpaid intern. Make that sound real good. (laughs) Yeah. We have a lot to talk about today, folks. There's a lot going on, but also I'm just like, you know, I think we have to talk about this first. I didn't warn you that I was going to bring this up, Uh oh. but we're Disney adults. You and me, right? No. We are. I think I know where you're going with this. I think, yeah, we're Disney adults. We're Disney adults, but we're not extreme Disney adults, which we have said numerous times on right. here. Right. We're like. Though you will coordinate an outfit. I will. I you're, will. You're more of a Disney adult than I, I think, on the outfit. But front. my t-shirts and tank tops are like tasteful Disney T-shirts and tank tops. I actually spend a lot of time just like figuring out what cool retro, a lot of the retro stuff, like I'm big into the retro park yeah. stuff, but that's, or a baseball cap, but we're still at the end of the day, like T-shirt baseball cap people, right? We don't yeah. Disney bound. Like I, I like to think we're just normal Disney adults. And no, no slighting anybody who does Disney bound because there's some that I've seen that look incredible. It's just, I can't put that level of effort to an outfit and i can't stay in that outfit all day in a theme park no no or on a cruise ship oh that's where you're going with this yeah i'm going there Uh i'm going there (laughs) so look y'all we talked at length about our disney cruise adventure and we had so much fun (laughs) i was a little jealous when i was doing my scrolling scrolling away on the instagram Uh when i saw some of these disney influencers and we won't say who were on an alaska cruise and i was like oh my gosh this looks amazing because I still I still kind of want to do an Alaska cruise now. Me too. Like it looks so cool. Yeah. These to be nameless influencers, <laughs> you all, they did their research and characters have specific Alaska outfits on the cruise ship. They matched two AT. Yeah. Mickey's outfit, Minnie's outfit, Donald's outfit, Daisy's outfit. Goofy's outfit to a T. Like oh, yeah. this is some next level planning. And I'm sorry. I just it I can't. I can't. It's just it so made hard me to explain. uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable seeing how detailed they got. And I'm they looked great. They looked fabulous. Yeah. But I was just like, how much time did you spend figuring these outfits out and purchasing all this stuff? And these are like they're like Mickey's a fisherman and he's like Fisherman, you know, weighted uh, water things. And then Minnie is in like an Eskimo cape thing. <laughs> I don't know. We got full-time jobs. I don't have time to figure this out. I get chastised for not wearing a costume on a run Disney race now, apparently. So, like, yeah, you do. maybe it's us, Maybe Dana. it is us. Maybe. maybe we're too normal. No, we're not. Definitely but not maybe normal. maybe we're not normal. We're not. But normal. maybe we're not normal because normal is doing that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Whoa. Mind. Yeah. I can't. Did we just go into the Twilight Zone? Yeah, I think, I think we, did. we did. 
Let's just get into some news. So we've got news ready for you guys, and then I have prepared a vault, as I said before. Um, so we, we just we just took everybody on a on a journey in my brain that probably didn't need to happen. But you're always doing. Thanks that. everybody for playing along. You're anyway, always going on to random journeys. If you if you dress up like a character multiple days in a row on a cruise ship, I'm going to judge. I guess that's the summary of that story. <laughs> anyway, so we have some news. Lots of news. We got thoughts. Yeah. Should I just dive in? Yeah. Let's start up with our first one. I feel like the theme of this first one would be Into the Unknown from Frozen, if I'm Mm going to put a musical background to it. So we are recording this on Monday, June 5th. This is after Apple had whatever their big thing where they go on and they talk about all the gadgets that they're making and all these things. And their whole big revolutionary thing are these new VR headsets. They're like a next level VR headset. It's basically like you've entered the grid, basically. Yeah. We're going to use some Tron speak. You are in your computer, essentially, now. The demo looked interesting. I'm still not going to get behind sitting on my couch to watch a movie, sitting next to my husband, both of us wearing... VR headsets to watch a movie while we're sat next to each other that mind you have to be plugged in because their battery life on them lasts like two hours at most or something. And you have to literally plug into a wall to keep them charged. I got thoughts. They're clunky. They're big. I don't get it. Also, they're super creepy that there's a switch you can hit Uh where it like opens it so you can see each other's eyes. So if like you're watching a movie and you want to pause it, you can like open it and see each other's eyes through the, I don't know. It's weird. It's some like sci-fi weird black mirror stuff. I don't know. So Disney announced a partnership with Apple that as part of this, you can now go to Walt Disney World and never leave your couch. Apparently. Yeah. They're, it's, they're creating uh, the theme parks in an AR experience, right? Yeah, I guess. VR, not AR. I just AR. don't get it. AR, VR, Metaverse, I don't know. Go out and get outside and smell the roses. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. It feels very gimmicky. I mean, it could be cool if you can put it on and watch the Electrical Light Parade or something like that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that could be kind of cool, which I think they showed that in one of the demo videos. But, yeah, so it's it's Disney has partnered with them on kind of this launch of this new headset. I don't think Apple has said how much these headsets are going to sell for, but... Knowing that like a pair of Apple AirPod Maxes are like $500, I do not think these are going to be cheap by any means. Oh, no. But I don't know. The demo looked kind of cool, but also weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I watched the video and I'm not going to be your AR girly over here. Like, I just don't need it in my life. Maybe it's because I'm so old and my mid 30s at this point. But I don't know what is the intention or purpose of this exactly but i mean hey it looks cool and we all know that disney loves a gimmick so we'll see how this one goes i do think it's funny that bob Iger is very good friends with the apple company and he just is always wanting to do stuff with apple so when i saw this came out i was like of course bob Iger found another way to work with apple i think in his mind he'd love them to be the same company but We'll oh, see if that ever I mean, he's talked about that. He has. He's talked yeah. about how he's wanted Apple to buy Disney in the past. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> I just thought of something, but I'm going to hold that thought and we will circle back to that with another news topic in a second where that's going to make more sense. So anyway, <laughs> but 
I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't get the metaverse. I don't get the VR stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's because I haven't tried it. You know, I, I, that is a lie. I have done some VR at Disney Springs. They used to have yes. the VR thing and they had it at downtown Disney as well in Anaheim. Yes, we did it. And we did do, did you do the Star Wars one? We did the Star Wars one. And then they also had one here at the Glendale Galleria in California. And they had Ghostbusters. And that one was super cool. Um, they they are really neat. So we did the Star Wars one. And I remember I actually like freaked out when Darth Vader was like coming at me. I had fully bought into it. And they like had some effect where you actually felt like you were flying on a platform. And yeah. like did these things. So that was kind of cool. But also... I wasn't sat in my living room doing it. I was in a space with like things on the wall mm-hmm. and props to grab. And you like, mm-hmm. there were things to interact with and you moved through a space to interact with it. Yeah. So I think that is what was maybe why I thought it was so cool that it was really that immersive. And this just, I don't know. I don't get sitting on your couch with a giant headset on. Yeah, I know. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe I'll change my mind. So if, Apple, if you want to send Dana and I a headset to trial, we'll talk about it. And uh, you can send it right this way for all 15 of our listeners to find out if we like it or not. Clearly, we are already big advocates for it. So we should be the top of your list to send these testers to. Um, Okay, taking it over to Disneyland, uh, we have some news. And this just happened today. We're recording this on Monday, June 5th. So walls and scaffolding have gone up around a lot of fantasy land and it's going to be up for quite some time. So if you are have a trip coming up anytime in June, just be prepared that scaffolding will be up around Peter Pan's flight, Mr. Toad's wild ride and Alice in Wonderland as they begin a big refurbishment. Um, what is there left to do except for Snow White? The teacups, Snow White, Dumbo. I mean, there's still a lot storybook land but this is a significant like if you're walking through the castle and the carousel is directly in front of you the right hand side is all going to be scaffolding and peter pan is going to be straight up closed for the month of june they're doing a bigger refurb there you can't ride the rides um, but some of them are reopening as early as june 16th but this is odd and i don't know what this means i'm going to read it to you guests will have to wait about 10 days to experience these classic rides because the rides are going to reclose on July 5th for an as yet undetermined length of time. All of them? The Disneyland monorail will also be closed as well as soaring around the world over at California Adventure. So I'm like, what's happening around July 5th? What are they doing? So just know that like if you're coming this summer, especially in June, some of these rides are going to be closed for half, if not all of the month of June. Well, let's hope they're all up and running in August when I get there. They should be. I'm sure we'll be good. (laughs) But what will not be running yet in August and what just closed is Disneyland's Splash Mountain just closed last week. And they are starting the spin over to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So that has begun. We just went to Disneyland a couple of days ago. And if you look at the map, they have this big old Tiana's Bayou Adventure logo plastered over the splash mountain spot so they're they're putting some promo out there i know adam you're upset about this you're giving me i'm making a face face. y'all i'm like i'm just i'm sad i'm sad but it'll be okay i'm sure tiana's bayou adventure will be a blast and a lot of fun and the music is probably going to be absolutely amazing like it's going to feel like a party in there and i am excited for it i'm just 
I know. Well, sad. But again, I had my most perfect ride ever at the end of it at Disney yes, World. Yes, you did. So I'm good. I've yes, got I've got that as uh, as the kids call them that core memory, there core you go. memory now. Disney yeah. adults Look, call it that too. It was, wait, wait, hold on. It was fire. Oh, did I do that no, right? No, get out, get out. You're done. <laughs> Adam, don't did even I try. Not? Was that not right? Look, we learned. We talked about being a Disney stand last week, and now I'm like I'm learning the lingo. So now it's like that was fire. Are you like, working with a 22 year old right now? Like you're trying to throw. Yes, them- every day. <laughs> I think fire was kind of like a few years ago. I think that one's like kind of over. Oh, that that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't think oh, so. Boy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what is fire. <laughs> we got two new sippers for Disney oh. 100. We know I love a sipper. And where is I'm actually looking at the one I bought because I finally got the did I? Oh, because we haven't even done our trip recaps from Disney World yet. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that because one of the things I bought because it was halfway to Halloween while we were there. And one of the things I bought was the Donald Duck candy corn sipper. Finally. <laughs> so, I'm so happy I'm, for like, you at it right now. I was so happy. And, you know, I got to say the uh, electrical light parade sippers that we got. Yeah. Noah drinks water out of it every day. He's like water, turtle water, turtle water. And then he <laughs> drinks water out of it. And Aww. so, you know what? It's working. He's into it. It's cool. But hey, we got new Disney 100 ones. Okay, there's one of these I want and one I don't care about. And I'm going to let you tell me which one you think is the one I really want us to have and the one I don't care about. So, they have one which is Mickey in the very silver shoes and silver jacket. And it's kind of mm-hmm. cute. The face is a little weird. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it's a Mickey sipper. So, we all love, you know, a Mickey sipper. The next one is a poison apple sipper, and it's got Disney's weird <laughs> chrome drizzle. That's what we'll call it. Chrome drizzle. The Disney 100 chrome drizzle. Um, and it- <laughs> okay, so it's got that all it, over the apple. It's a it's a purple apple. It's that same um, purple 100 yep. year, and then the chrome drizzle, which I think is the appropriate way to describe this. Can um, we just trademark that chrome drizzle? Chrome trademark. hashtag chrome drizzle. It's got like a handle, like a mug, and then I believe the handle has a little flap that you can open up the top half of the um, poison apple and probably yeah. put your liquid in there. And then it closes, but it's got the like skull face. Is the straw the um, stem of the apple? I think the stem, I'm looking at this picture and we'll post it so you all can see what we're talking about. I think the stem out of the chrome drizzle, I don't think that, that, I think that stem is decorative. I think there's another spot that you put the straw and we just don't see it in this picture. But (laughs) well, anyway, which one do you think I want? You want the poison apple with the chrome drizzle. I, I 100% want the poison apple covered in chrome drizzle. So anyway, the poison, they, uh, the poison apple and the Mickey sippers are available. The Disney 100 poison apple sipper is $18.49. And you get a beverage included with that. That was apparently only available at Big Top Souvenirs. At the Magic Kingdom in Florida, but I'm sure as this rolls out, it'll be available more. I'm sure Disneyland will get it at some point as well. And the Disney 100 Mickey Sipper is, holy moly, 
$33.99. Why is it so expensive? For the Mickey Sipper, $18.49 for the Chrome Drizzle Poison Apple. I would go with the Chrome Drizzle for $18.49, <laughs> folks. What are we on? Price is right right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you pay? Thir- I'm sorry. Why would you pay $33.99 for a Mickey Sipper? I'm going to spend $0 on both of these because I don't need them in my life. They look big and they look I mean, bulky. But you know why I think you, Adam, really want this chrome drizzle poison drizzle. apple? It's because the face, the skull face, looks very similar <laughs> to the ghost face from Scream. It's got that same a little kind bit. Of oh, eye I kind of see it. Yep. Well, and also we have when Halloween explodes in our apartment. I also have a poison apple candle, like a tea light candle that we bought at yeah. Disney World. So this will go quite well with that. It does look like ghost face. Yeah. A little bit. I it see does. it. I see it. Yeah. Um, but they've really just they've gone all in on the chrome drizzle line. I mean, between the ears, yes, they have the outfits, the everything, the spirit jerseys now. Chrome drizzle apple. So hey, good good on them. Good on them on the merch folks for uh, sticking with it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to say. Okay. What do we got next? Bringing it back over here to Disneyland, the uh, happiest place on earth. I am actually very excited about this one. Guests just this week, select guests, were invited to play with the test audio animatronic of Groot over at California Adventure. So they've got this new animatronic that's going to come out over by Guardians of the Galaxy where they're going to do, um, they they do like a dance party. So the intention is they're going to bring out an animatronic Groot who will dance with you guys there's a video on youtube i will also make sure i link it this looks like a pretty high-tech animatronic and i know that these type are really problematic for disney it makes sense they can't be attached to anything i remember when i worked at disney they had just made the movie wally and they had a wally animatronic that came out and i don't think he can ever go out in the parks because he just kind of dies out there a lot and then they have to fish him out of the parks and put him away but this one looks really, really high tech. It looks like a weird kind of group face. And I don't know. I'm excited to see it. That's for sure. Are you watching it? I'm terrified. Again, I fully believe the robot apocalypse is going to start at Disneyland between Spider-Man and now Groot doing his own thing, literally the robot apocalypse. Like Terminator is going to have its origins at Disney California Adventure. Yeah, maybe. Wow. It's going to happen. Super dark. Super dark. You know who he reminds me of? I'm going to bring it back to Halloween. Did you ever see that? It's like a very obscure Halloween movie called Trick or Treat. Have you ever seen this movie? Yes. He looks like the, because he's wearing the same red jumpsuit and he looks like that little pumpkin character from the Halloween movie Trick or Treat. But yeah, I'm still curious. I want to go see this for sure. And hopefully it's cool. Okay, I have a bonus one that I just saw that we didn't talk about earlier. So here's a new one for you. Because this has bothered me every time okay. I have been on Frozen Ever After at Epcot. I know where you're going. Okay. Can I guess where you're going? Are the you fa- going to the faces where like they, they've yes. never actually been an actual animatronic face? They just projection yeah. map? Project. The, and yeah. this coloring doesn't match the body. And it's weird at the end. It's so weird. They do it with Buzz Lightyear too at his ride. It's like the projection mapping. So what we're talking about is the end of Frozen Ever After at Epcot. You have Anna and Elsa standing there and we're all like supposed to be happy and happily ever after and all that, right? 
But you look at the animatronics and their bodies are animatronics. Their faces are just projected on. And like I said a second ago, the skin tone doesn't match. If you look at it too long, it really messes with your brain and head. It doesn't work. Well, apparently over at Hong Kong Disneyland, they've put in Frozen Ever After and they and this will be the like main attraction of their new expansion out there. And they have built full on animatronic faces for Anna and Elsa at the end now. That's great. Can they bring them to Epcot? So let's hope those come to Florida. (laughs) I mean, you all have probably seen it if you've been on this ride. It is very disturbing. But this, so I'm literally looking at the photos right now from Hong Kong Disneyland. And Uh they look great. They look really good. Like really good animatronics, probably with the faces that move and like do all the things that the animatronics do. So anyway, sorry for that side note. Okay, there's some sad news down in Florida. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Disney World Floral and Gifts is being discontinued. So Disney World Floral and Gifts was this thing that you could go on to this website before your Disney World vacation. And you could do two things. You could either like have a room celebration ordered and your room would be completely decorated. You could have nice things sent to your room. Or if you were going to celebrate your friends and family could send like a bottle of champagne to your room or flowers or a gift basket or whatever. Somebody sent Kurt and I for our honeymoon. Somebody sent an entire like happily ever after basket with like two tuxedo Mickey ears with our names embroidered in the back, champagne, chocolates. You've asked me if it was me. It wasn't. I didn't do that. I know. We have no idea who did it. We still did the stays. If you're listening and you did it, we'd love for somebody to fess up to who actually sent us those so we can thank you. If you don't, I'm going to just take credit for it and say, yeah, that was me. Dana's taking the credit. So it was a really cool surprise. Well, Disney Floral and Gift is shutting down. And you will not have that option to request anything added to your room, et cetera, anything after August 26th. Oh. So if you've made an order for like a room celebration or whatever, after August 26th, those orders are being refunded. But now there's this group called Florida Fresh Floral that will be providing some in-room stuff, but there's not very many details about what they're going to actually provide. There was something really kind of extra magical about that, that you could add on to have those things put in your room, but now it's gone. So maybe people weren't doing it enough. I think that's what it was. I think the pandemic really affected that because I've had a few clients book those things, have floral arrangements or have decorations for birthdays and stuff. And it just seems like I get maybe one out of 50 clients who has any interest in that. And I don't really know what it was like before because I started as a travel agent after the pandemic, but it just seems like a thing that not a lot of people really care as an add-on for. So that's my guess. Okay, last but not least, apparently everywhere except the state of Florida, it's Pride Month. Hey, Mm. how about that? Except Disney World. Pride is still acknowledged at Disney World, but maybe not in the rest of the state of Florida anymore. But... It is Pride Month, and I, I got to say, I got to kick it off really cool today by working with Elton John on something. Stop it. On a project it. with work, which was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? So that was really cool. Yeah, we had him, Elton John was on Good Morning America kicking off a new campaign, which was really, really cool. I'll plug it. That's awesome. He's launched the uh, Rocket Fund. It's a $125 million campaign to try to end AIDS in his lifetime. So we had the honor of working with him and kicking that off today, which was really cool doing that on Good Morning America. So that was a lot of fun. 
And then a lot of celebrities joined in to let their inner Elton out. And people like dressed up in like rainbow boas and the yes. glasses and the Elton look and all that and posted on social. So that was a really cool, fun way to kick off Pride. But Pride, it is Pride Month and Disney is going all in, which is amazing and good for them. Both at Disney World and Disneyland. At Disney World, the Pride Wall is back at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, sweet. Which is really cool. You can take pictures there. It's a good Instagram wall. But holy macaroni, have they gone full in on the Pride merch this year. The treats, the merch, all these different things. So over at Disneyland, they've got at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe a Mickey-shaped macaroon. And it's a red Mickey-shaped macaroon filled with hibiscus buttercream and a berry hibiscus center drizzled with rainbow sprinkles. (gasps) To make it pride. I want there that. That sounds good. So we'll head over to the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe this month because it's available all month long. And then there is also a Mickey Pride cookie. Mickey cookie dipped in white chocolate and sprinkled with rainbow sprinkles. Yeah, <laughs> um, That's available all month long. Over at the Market House and Red Rose Tavern, they also have the Mickey cookie available over there. So you can get that at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe in the Market House and the Red Rose Tavern is where you can get that. Over at DCA, over at the Starbucks and Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, they have the Mickey Pride cookie, and then they have the Mickey Pride cake, and it is a beautiful-looking Pride rainbow cake, one of those fun things. Yeah. And then now they have a Pride tumbler you can get Oh. at various locations. It is a... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a rainbow tumbler with Mickey on it. It says Disney Parks. And then, because what's a celebration at Disney World without a popcorn bucket? Oh, and Disneyland no. and Disney World. So now you can get a <laughs> Disney Parks Mickey rainbow <laughs> popcorn bucket that has hashtag be proud, be something. I believe be proud, I don't know, and a rainbow strap around it. So get yourself one of those. <laughs> So that's available at multiple places. You can find this. And then they also have another popcorn bucket. We've got two folks, not one, but two is a Mickey ears kind of in like the Epcot ball style, but all rainbow and has a rainbow strap on it that has says love. The O is a rainbow Mickey. So that one is available as well. Downtown Disney over at the Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, the express location for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got Rainbow Crunch Glaze Beignets, Blueberry Lemon Glaze Beignet, topped with a crispy rainbow cereal crunch. Now that's like going to be fruity pebbles on the top Mm -hmm. of a beignet. Mm -hmm. I'm not into that. We're good. Um, Over at Black Tap Craft Burgers and Shakes is a vanilla shake with rainbow sprinkles. So basically, they're just throwing rainbows on every treat at Disneyland. (laughs) I'm here for this it. month. Hey, but you can also get a rainbow cocktail over at Splitsville Luxury Lanes. It's vodka, lemon juice, simple syrup, blackberry liqueur, and blackberries all sort of stacked up in colors. I might, that actually might be kind of like, do you remember that drink they used to have at, I think they still have it at Lamplight Lounge, but when it was Ariel's Grotto, the like world of color cocktail oh, that they had. Oh yeah. This does kind of help like, with all the layers I mean? of color. But, yep. 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 It sounds very similar. Yep. Look, so there's a world of color crisp rice treat. It's a Mickey rice treat covered in a rainbow. And there's also this like weird cake thing, right? Another rainbow cake in a giant cup. 
I don't know. <laughs> They've literally just gone like if <laughs> gone full in. <laughs> that, oh, that's all bless. I got. It's they have, you know, look, they've gone a long ways from when they used to just have the only rainbow thing you could find at Disney was the antenna topper, the mm-hmm. Mickey antenna topper that was a rainbow. Now there's a new Pride Magic Band Plus this year that's come out. So yeah. they have gone full in with the Pride stuff. Good for them, especially with the political statements they're subliminally making in Florida, which I think is very important. Yeah. And Good on Disney. Yeah, I'm here for it. They've really stepped up their game, especially in the last five years with all the Pride merch, the Pride awareness, the Pride representation, being proud of their Pride stuff. So I'm here for it. And I don't know if you saw this. I remember this was last year. I didn't look if it's happening this year, but I'm assuming any of the merchandise that you buy that is a part of the Pride line, I believe there's a certain percentage that goes towards something to do with one of their affiliates that they're going to give money to one of the like companies that supports you know gay people that was a really uneloquent way of saying it but you get where i'm going (laughs) i don't have the (laughs) we get where you're going the money is going to good and i gotta say too there's two pride nights the 13th and 15th nighttime parties at disneyland i think that's amazing that they're doing that because also happening right now down at disney world are the unofficial gay days that happen every june during pride month at disney world where all of the gays descend upon disney world for an unofficial pride celebration which i think is and i shouldn't say all the gays like every anybody lgbtq identifying allies everybody like it's a big descending upon disney world those few days and i think that's it's amazing i know i love it it takes me back to when i worked there 15 years ago i remember it was like kind of a hush hush thing in june and everybody would wear red shirts to identify it was kind of like a secret society and i was like you guys don't it doesn't have to be secret though and so i'm so proud to see that proud hey see what i did there um to see how far disney has come to recognize our lgbtq community it's pretty great yeah it's it's amazing all right that's kind of it that's what we had that's the news but we got a vault let's hear the vault voice sir diving into the vault okay are you ready wait i haven't guessed in a while Give me a couple clues. All right. This ride is an opening day attraction. Which park? That's a good question. You want to guess a park? I mean, that's like, well. I'll tell you. It's not on the West Coast. Epcot. Yes. Okay. Are we doing Spaceship Earth? Oh, my God. No. But can I tell you that I told Ray right before (laughs) bedtime which one we're doing? Because I said, it's one of your favorite rides at Epcot. And she goes, Spaceship Earth. And I said, no, I should have done that one. It's not Spaceship Earth. It's her second favorite. Any guesses? Opening day attraction, second favorite Ray ride at Epcot. It's everybody, everybody's mother's favorite ride. And I'll give you another hint. It's a boat ride. Are we doing Living with the Land? Yes, we are. Living with the Land. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. The Greenhouse. Um, the Big Greenhouse. Okay. I'm excited for this one, and I've got some songs to send you. Hold, please. Don't open this yet, but I just want to send it to you. All right. So we're starting off strong with the Living with the Land, which actually had a different name. Now, this ride has not changed a whole lot since 
October 1st, 1982, which was the opening day of Epcot. But it has a really fun backstory that I didn't know about. And one of the biggest things that has changed with this ride is that this ride was originally called Listening to the Land instead of Living with the Land. So before we get into what the ride is, I want to take it back to what Epcot was imagined to be. And Epcot was a big deal for Imagineers in the 70s as they were talking through what they could create because they were no longer having to kind of stick with the Magic Kingdom Disneyland blueprint, you know, the hub and the spokes that go off to all the different lands. This time they had a big body of water they were working with. They're going to make all these pavilions. And the future world section, the front of Epcot, was I think their most exciting and also challenging part as an Imagineer. All they knew is that they wanted it to be a learning environment. But what that is, they didn't quite know. Eventually, they created kind of the east and west sides. But really, when Epcot opened, everything was about the learning. It had to be learning first, entertainment second. And that is so apparent in the future world section. So when they decided they wanted to create the land pavilion, initially, they had some super awesome blueprints as to what it was going to be. And it was done by none other than one of our OG favorite Imagineers, Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter took over the land and said, I'm going to create something that's all about nature. We're going to infuse all these super cool attractions within the land section. So he had some super grand ideas. And I'm going to go through those real quick with you. The first phase of the land was supposed to have this big, larger, like rotating theater. So think Carousel of Progress. So you're going to see all these different ecosystems and learn about ecosystems as you rotated around just like Carousel of Progress. The next thing he had on his blueprint was a history of the earth and its seasons, which was going to be a dark ride with a suspended style. So think Peter Pan's flight where you're suspended through this dark ride. And it was literally going to be called Blueprints of Nature. It was going to show all the different topography and it was narrated by somebody who's going to explain, you know, all the different lands. And this seemed so epic. I saw the, the renderings and it looked awesome. But the big kind of pinnacle thing inside the land pavilion was going to be this elevator. I don't even think they gave it a name. It was going to be this glass elevator that took you to a glass lookout tower where you could look over all of Epcot and the land. And it was going to then be up there and you'd talk about all the ways in which Epcot was kind of sustaining itself with nature. It feels very like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but like plants. Take Willy Wonka in the Great Glass Elevator and also yep. the Space Needle and put those two together. And that's what this was going to be. It, it looked like that, but it was all fully glass. And then on the very top of this was going to be encased in a glass structure that looked like crystals, like sticking out of the ground. It looked fantastic. And then they're going to have leaves and trees everywhere, like growing around the elevator glass. So it's going to be very fern gully like this looked awesome. And guess what? None of it came to fruition. And you want to know why? <laughs> because Kraft, the, the food company, became the sponsor for the land. And Kraft said, well, this all looks great, but it's real heavy on the nature. And where's the food? We're not hearing anything about food being talked about. And we're a food company. So we want that in there. 
So essentially all of it was scrapped or kind of morphed into different pieces. So basically, Kraft said, we really like your idea about the the theater, but can we just turn that into about the sustainable agriculture? And so that's what they did. They'd already built out this rotating theater section. But since they were going to scrap that idea entirely, they decided to opt with a tried and true plan that has always and will always work for Disney, a boat ride. So instead, they've turned into um, that beginning half of our ride, which you go through those scenes of simulated ecosystems in and around America. You see the rainforest, you see the desert, you see a prairie, and you see the cute little farmhouse. All of that was really from the original rotating theater show that they wanted to do, which I think is really cool. And I can see it. Yeah. yeah. So all of that was already in existence, and they just kind of repivoted it. Repivot? You pivot it. But here's what we are missing that you are never going to see in the show. And when it first opened for the first 10 years, you did get to hear this beginning scene and song. It was called The Symphony of the Seed. And it was an opening sequence before the rainforest room where you were transported to be a mini, like a seed. And like all these vines grew around you. And they sang this super folksy John Denver-esque song called Listen to the Land. I'm going to play you a second of it. Okay. Adam, you can click on the link I just sent you and just listen to a second of it. Okay. Just make believe you're a tiny little seed. A tiny little seed that's reaching up to meet your need with the right amount of feet. It's so cheesy. <laughs> You'll grow to see the sunshine on your day of birth. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land. Wow. Listen to the land. It's so folksy. It's so, I think John Denver is perfect. It's spot on. So that song was created by a guy named Bob Moline. He was a jingle writer for Disney for most of the 70s and the early 80s. And we can basically thank him for all of the soundtrack that is Epcot because I don't know what Bob did, but he was like, you need some songs? I got some songs. So he wrote that little ditty for the Living with the Land ride. He also wrote the Canada, You're a Lifetime of Journey song that's still playing today. You know, Canada, that one. (laughs) Yeah. He wrote that one. He also wrote the Energy of Universe song at the uh, Universe Pavilion. And then he wrote my personal favorite that I still sing constantly because it is so ridiculous and so catchy and so campy. He wrote Golden Dreams. The American Pavilion song that plays at the very end of that show, the America, spread your golden wings. It's so cheesy. The best nap at Epcot. Best nap or best moments. Just love America. Either way, you're having a great time. Um, He wrote all those songs. And so Symphony of Seed was another one of his pride and joys. So beyond the simulated ecosystems section, then the ride takes you into the greenhouse portion. And so that area was added on to the land pavilion so they could create something that showed kind of the Mm -hmm. greenhouse space that, again, craft was all about. So this section, you're riding through all the different, quote unquote, modern or futuristic ways in which Epcot is creating a sustainable agricultural environment which is pretty cool and it's, it's very so cool. cool i love the vertical yes. plants 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hydroponic plants where they're showing yes. you how they don't actually need to be in soil. They can just yeah. douse them with water every 30 seconds and they're still growing. <laughs> it's super cool. So this ride existed as what we just described. It still basically exists exactly the same. There's just been a couple of light changes. So in 1993, Kraft pulled out of being a sponsor at the Land Pavilion, which is kind of lame because it sounds like the Land Pavilion was going to be really awesome. And then Kraft was like, no, but make it only about food. Mm -hmm. And now we have, it's really only about food still to date. And also we have Soren over there because they just put it there because where else were they going to put it? The other big change that happened in it um, fits Soren fits over there. Soren fits totally. Soren would fit flying over the land, but it would fit better if they had had the land actually be about the land and not about the food. Hear me out. Like Kraft made everything be about the food, and they should have probably changed the name. And now it's not. In two thousand and six, that was the last kind of big change that has occurred at the Living with the Land ride. And that is when they got rid of the narrators. They used to have cast members who, like the Jungle Cruise, would ride and talk through the entire show to kind of keep people entertained and learn new stuff. But in 2006, they changed out the voice for a pre-recorded narration. That narrator is a guy named Mike Brassels, and he narrates one other attraction at Disney World. And I want to see if you can guess which attraction that is. I'm listening to his voice right now mm-hmm. and I hear it and I've never thought about this, that I've heard it elsewhere at Disney World. Yes. At the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not the people mover because they changed the voice out on the people mover. It is the people mover. It's the it, people But mover. not anymore. They well, changed the narration. Very recently, but for the last like 30 years, it has been Mike Brassel's. And he is the one who narrates. I knew it. See, I was pretty good at that. But like, you know, like kind of when we rode the people mover last time we were there and the new narration was there. Yeah. Kind of threw me off a little bit. I know. Bring back Mike Brassels. So I have a couple, two other little fun facts about this ride. Uh, There's really not a whole lot of history, guys. That's basically it for the living with the land. But it's so good, you guys. It's got entertainment. It's got education. I love it because it's like I love going through the greenhouse. I think that's my favorite part when it reveals and opens up to the greenhouse and you go through. And I love also at Christmas time, they decorate the greenhouse out up with like Christmas lights and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's kind of fun to go see it in the evening through there, which is kind of neat. It's fun to see the people working in there sometimes. And also, I think, and sorry if you were going to say this, but I also think going to the restaurant there. The Garden Garden Grill. Grill, I was not. But being able to eat some of the vegetables that they grow in that greenhouse at Garden Grill is kind of cool. I'm ashamed to say I've kind of forgot to mention Garden Grill entirely, but Garden Grill is the restaurant that's literally above Living with the Land. This is a character meal we've talked about before. You get to meet Mickey and Chip and Dale and Pluto, and they basically bring you Thanksgiving dinner to your table. Um, But it is so good. It's so good. Back to my Space Needle references, just like the Space Needle, it's a slow rotating restaurant. So very, very slow. So you'll get to see all of those ecosystem animatronic rooms while you're going around, which is super cool. My two fun facts will stick with those animatronics. So 
as I mentioned, this ride was kind of reimagined kind of at the last minute after they'd already built this theater. And they had already decided, well, we're still going to do this animatronic ecosystem section. But they ended up getting all of their animals, like you see the um, buffalo and the prairie dogs and the dog. Those all came from another ride that was scrapped over at the Magic Kingdom. There was supposed to be a wild, wild west, big western boat ride at the Frontierland section at Magic Kingdom. But I think they did a survey or something like that, but they found out that people didn't really care about seeing a Wild Wild West boat ride. They wanted Pirates of the Caribbean back over there. So that ride had already been made, like 50% of it was completed, and they had to completely scrap the Western ride to bring in Pirates of the Caribbean, which is the reason why Pirates of the Caribbean is not as cool at Disney World, because they didn't have the space to make it the same size as the one here at oh, Disneyland. I always wondered why it was so much shorter. Yeah. But so they took a couple of those animatronics, the buffalo and such, and brought them over to living with the land and got to repurpose them. My last little fun fact about this, which is a piece that we've never seen on living with the land because it broke down within five years of the ride operating. But there used to be what they called a fast moving lettuce tunnel. It was a giant tube that had rotating lettuce in all that same modernization and hydroponic kind of style of growing lettuce. They were rotating it around so it would get watered every 30 or 50 seconds. The tunnel ended up breaking down and so they just took it out entirely, but I guess it was a really popular piece of the ride. And so a little homage has been made to the lettuce tunnel. I was about to say. In one random place in Adam, I'm wondering if you can guess where Space that is. Space 220. You are right. Over at Space 220, which opened. off the elevator. Yeah. Just last year, Space 220 opened. And when you come off of that elevator and you're in quote unquote space, you see a slow rotating lettuce tunnel. And that is to honor living with the land, which is just opposite of the park. Oh, I love that. So there you have it. That's living with the land. And it's great songs that we never got to know. And Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm going to play that song for Noah now. It's going to be his new You better. new uh fun time song. You better. It's very very folksy. There's also and I I don't even know his name but the guy who hosted Hee Haw, he like did a whole thing where he walked through the living with the land in the early 80s. Um so there's a whole video that you can watch him walking through it in 1981 and talking about it and he ends up singing that song too. So yeah, they like their folk in the 1980s. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, I'm here for it. All right, folks. Well, All that right. is my vault. Well, that was a good one. I like that one. But we do need to do Spaceship Earth. The yeah. the vault of James Duty Den- James Duty Dench. James <laughs> Judy Dench. And di- I think I'm gonna have to do that one. I love that mm-hmm. ride so much. I think you should. I mean, they built a ride in a giant sphere. I know, it was pretty cool. I want to know the mechanics of that. Yeah. 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 I, that's one I want to see with the lights on. Yeah. Me too. That would be really cool. Let's head over to TikTok. I know. I sent you the TikTok sure video of somebody who had the lights on for Guardians of the Galaxy. <gasps> hey, I didn't even tell you. I almost got stuck on a ride on Saturday. We were. What? Yeah. It was Indiana Jones and we got stuck underneath the boulder. 
for like five whole minutes and I was like, we're going to get out of here. Oh my God, this is so fun. I took a video for you and I'll send it or I'll post it too on the Instagram. You're holding out on me. You know, I'm, this is my dream, my I dream know. to be evac'd off a ride. I know it is. And whatever happened on Space Mountain a while ago did not, I know, but like, then it's such a tease because it's like, otherwise oh, ride broke down. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Are we going to get evac'd? Oh, yeah. oh. And then no. And it doesn't happen. We were broken down there for five minutes and just watching. And then another like three minutes in front of the broken boulder of Indiana Jones where he's just kind of like half yeah. moving and being like, you had to be tourists or whatever he says. Like uh, he was just kind of was still stuck and just kind of kept moving the same movement. It was it was pretty bad. We were the last ride of the night. We, we closed that park down. So I think he was just tired. Yeah. One day. One day. You know, my goal is top of Everest, being stuck at the top of Everest and having to get walked off that thing. Again, hearing Carly talk about that in a previous episode, I do not think it sounds that appealing. I know, I know, but I just, I keep going back to it and I'm like, it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need that. I need it. All right, folks, um, let us know where you want to be stuck on a ride and we'll talk about it. But thank you for that vault, Dana. I like that one. It's fun. We haven't done Epcot. I don't think we've ever done an Epcot one. So No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we have. There's a lot to do there. Maybe yeah. there's more to come. Those UTs. All right, everybody. With that. Thanks for coming along on the journey into Adam and Dana's brains for an evening. We apologize, but also hope you had fun. Um, have a great week, everyone, and we'll <laughs> see you again next week. Bye. Bye.